All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Daily Faceoff podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Face-off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 6 of the Daily Face-Off podcast. We will be wrapping up our positional previews today with the goalies, Dylan's favorite. Uh, I'm your host, Brock Segan. With me, as always, Dylan D. Berthew. How's it going, D? Uh, as good as I could be in a, you know, right before I'm about to talk about goalies for an hour, or try to project goalies for an Ooh. hour, I should say. And Michael Beebs Bond, how's it going, Beebs? I'm doing great. You know, it's kind of weird. Um, full moon tonight, and we talk about goalies always being voodoo, so maybe maybe this, you know, things are lining up. I like it. I yeah, like it. So basically, we're going to kill it on projections, but I'm doing great, Brock. Um, one week away from hockey. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting there. Such a sexy We're dog. getting there. I know, yeah. it's, it's coming up quick. Yeah. I actually still have not done a single real draft. Like, I've got... Ah. I've got three, two on Sunday. I've got one on Sunday. A lot of people. On I've Sunday, got I think. one's like October fifth, which is weird because it's like two days after the season starts. But it's just a, it's that roto, some dirty draft. Early, so like yeah. it's gonna be like two points in. It was it was actually hilarious because last year we did it on opening night and I or maybe the second night, same thing. And uh, during the draft, it was 
uh, Vegas's first game we had on TV, and we were like, oh my god, like these guys are gonna be dog shit. <laughs> and like, I don't think any anybody drafted because it's only like I think it's seventeen teams, and everybody drafts like ten skaters. Sure. So only one hundred and seventy players. So maybe Marsha So was picked, but like not many Golden Knights were taken. I think actually one guy took Shapachiev or whatever. Remember him last year? <laughs> yeah. Um, Couple and then he just didn't even play. He made a spiel. Um, but it was just, it's it's so funny to look yeah. back at us watching that first game last year and how little people like in a league where you don't get pickups how none of those guys were taken advantage of and they ended up just being unbelievable that whole day we're like man these guys are going to be dog shit and then they I think they dominated their first game yeah it's hilarious looking back at dominated their pretty sure they scored like four goals in the first period in their first game I remember actually they started like 5-0 and I think and the first team to beat them was Detroit Detroit went into Vegas and just smashed was it Detroit's first win probably actually like generally curious no I was that's what made us think they were so fraudulent at the time yeah we're like oh Detroit Detroit got there's no way back down to earth but yeah so we got drafts coming up for sure but yeah one week away it's crazy yeah and uh heavy draft weekend for a lot of people yeah so let's finish up our positional previews with the goalies like i said the, the guys that man the twine d's favorite position so uh Ooh, since it's your favorite dylan we're obviously going to start with you yeah. and your top 10 net miners all right so uh we like to say goalies are voodoo and that's because uh you know a guy can be just a top goalie for years and years in a row and then all of a sudden he's completely terrible and not even worth rostering um so when i'm looking at projecting goalies or ranking goalies heading into a season it's all about opportunity for me who do you play for how many starts are you going to get and how consistent have you been obviously nothing's a guarantee but the more consistent you are the better i feel about you know uh investing in early round draft pick or early to mid round as i should say um so i got andre vasilevsky at number one for that exact reason uh vas had a 920 state percentage last year picked up 44 wins tied for the lead league uh, it was his first full season as a starter. He showed he was ready for the workload. Uh, he's still just 24 years old. Uh, I think he's playing behind you know one of, if not the best team in the NHL on paper this season. Uh, and I, I think even if he struggles and puts up something you know around a 9-10 save percentage, which would be you know quite underwhelming for his skill set, the workload he's going to get and the team he's on that should still net him between 35 and 40 wins. Yeah, he should just coast of 35 wins. Yeah, so which I, you can't say for like any other goalie. Exactly. Well, I think if there is one you could say it about, it's my second guy at Connor Hellebuck at oh, number yeah. two. True. Um, I, I just think it's the same story as with Vast. Obviously, we haven't seen uh, as I guess as long of a sample size or as large of a sample size as you'd like to see from a goaltender. But Hellebuck was unreal last year. Uh, had a 9.24 save percentage, played in 67 games, yeah, tied Vasilevsky with 44 wins. Like Vasilevsky, was his first, oh no, it was the second season as a starter, I should say. Um, but he was just so solid last year, and like Vasilevsky, there's no one there to challenge him, challenge him for playing time. Uh, so I think it's Laurent Brassois. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he can start 94 three. games this yeah, year. Yeah, he's going to start the tail end of back-to-backs, like and that's about it. Uh, you should probably see Hellebuck around 65 starts again this year, which is pretty crazy. Uh, so like Vasilevsky, I think he's an absolute lock for 35 wins. And if he has another strong season, he should be right around the 44 he put up last year. Uh, so that's why I got him ahead of Brayden Holpe 3, just because Hellebuck was so much better than Holpe during yeah. the regular season last year. Holpe was terrible in the regular Sucked. season. Uh, a lot of people forget about that because he was so good for the Caps in their cup run. Uh, but he actually lost the starting job to Philip Grubauer heading into the playoffs. Took it back over to Game 3 of the first round. Obviously never gave it up after that. Um, again, like like Hellebuck and Vashlevsky before him, Holpe should not be challenged for starts at all. 
Grubauer is going. Uh, Phoenix Copley. Is Phoenix there. Copley. Go- Samsonov's not there, there yet. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, He's yeah. Safe. They, they got Samsonov. Safe. No, not e- Igor? Samson? I want to say Sergey. Something like that? No. Ilya Samson. Ilya. Ilya. Yeah. Igor Sergey would be a great. Yeah. yeah. Ilya, Ilya, though. Ilya. <laughs> Ilya, there it is. Um, so, yeah, if, at least for the next season or two, there really isn't anyone to challenge Hopi for playing time. So, even if he does struggle like he did last season, put something close to the 907 save percentage he put up. He's still got 34 wins in 54 games yeah. last year. Uh, and he'll see even more starts this year. So, I think he's another guy that's a safe lock for 35 wins. Um, but I just can't ignore the down year he had last year. Uh, for me, that puts him below Hellebuck and Vashlevsky. I got Sergei Bobrovsky at four. I, I, to Bobrovsky! Me, I think Bobrovsky is the most talented goalie in the NHL. He's proven that over the last few seasons. Uh, he just doesn't have as strong of a team in front of him as the guys ranked one, two, and three for me. But, uh, you know, the Blue Jackets, nothing to scoff at in their own right. Some uh, tough news today. With yeah. Seth Jones being out. Yeah. yeah. Seth Jones out four to six weeks. Was big on that, dude. With an MCS. Yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah. But also, also, I think it was your sleeper with Zach Rowenski and Knew it. He's got big shoes to fill now. Yeah. He's basically going to have to carry that team for a month at least. Yeah. Him and Bobrovsky. Yeah. And Panarin. But I mean, like, from the blue line standpoint. Yeah. It's all on Wierenski. Ryan Murray's here I, too. Shocker. Yeah, that, is, that blue line was already looking pretty thin to begin with. Um, now there's a lot of questions. Yeah, now, it, now you're looking at like a uh, Savard playing like a lot of minutes. Nody Vara is going to be playing top four. Yeah. Just not a good situation right now. But Borowski is good enough to battle through that sort of thing, especially when you consider uh, yeah, four to six before. weeks might only end up being about ten starts for Borowski without Jones in the lineup. But, but again, you know, obviously the team in front of him is a little bit weaker. That's why I've got him at number four. Uh, but I think his skill set is second to none. Uh, and like the guys ahead of him, he should see a heavy workload this year. Has been a little bit more, I guess, uh, has had some more injury problems like, yeah. in his career, although that really hasn't resurfaced at all in recent years. Um, but he, again, none of the guys ahead of him really have, so it's another knock on him compared to the top three. I got him firmly seated at number four, though. Number five for me is John Gibson. Gibson's been rock solid throughout his career. He's got a 2.29 goals against average and a 9.23 save percentage for his career. Um, obviously missed some time in his first couple of seasons there, uh, but he was finally able to play 60 games last year. He should be right around that number again this season. Uh, I think if the Ducks can get him some more goal support this year, he can really threaten for 35-40 wins. <laughs> and like I said, he's been as consistent as any goalie in the league the last yeah. few seasons. He's the only goalie with a 9.20 save percentage three years running. Um, so I, I absolutely love this guy. I, I think it's only going to be a certain amount of time before he challenges for a Vezina Trophy, and it just might be this season. Yeah. No, number six, I got two Rask. Oh, you're get, well, you're getting ahead of ourselves here. Oh, I didn't. I my bad. That's all right. He has got so excited about he, goalies. He, yeah, I did. He, we got him into it. I know. I was the, just so happy I was getting him. The only thing, with, I think. like Gibson has been easily one of the best goalies in the league over the last three years, but like – Similar to Bobrovsky, he's one guy that's had a really difficult time so staying healthy. If he finally, if he can, like, I think that he's the only other guy, or the only guy that you mentioned there that does have a little bit of competition for starts. He might not be a lock for, like, 65 like the other guys. Yeah. Because Ryan Miller is pretty capable. But if you can get 60 starts out of John Gibson, I think he could very easily end up being close to the number one goalie in the NHL this year. It's just matter of staying healthy for him at this point um and then i just want to mention uh what your one through four is the exact same as mine uh vasilevsky at one uh obviously just one of the best teams in the nhl uh to play behind of 
the most goal the yeah. most goal support ton thing. of shoutouts yeah. yeah do you have Hellbuck at two yep I have Hellbuck at two that's funny because that's totally different than what we had in the for our top yeah the only reason <laughs> the that only, we I, I just who had, who had Hellbuck is a little bit uh, like we just him a few weeks ago so I think we've just had a couple weeks to look at it all yeah and he's gonna have just as much goal support as Vasilevsky is going to. Yeah, his blue line is a little bit sketchier uh, than Tampa Bay's. Like Tampa Bay could have one of the best blue lines in the league. I think a lot of people are forgetting just how good Ryan McDonough is, and he is going to be angry. He's like their five. second pair. Like yeah. it's just it's not fair there. Um, Holpe number three for me. Yes, last year scared me a little bit, but if you look back, you were just talking a minute ago about how John Gibson is the only player to have nine. Over 920 save percentage three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Before last year, yeah. Holtby was a 923, a 922, and a 925 save percentage. He averaged a 923 save percentage over 200 starts uh, for three years. So Holtby's a guy. He showed in the playoffs that he's an exceptional goalie. He's just going to have to you know, rediscover that rhythm at the start of this year. Maybe the cup hangover gets the Capitals. Maybe it doesn't. But I still think Holpe is a rock-solid netminer. He, I'm, not, I'm not nervous about last year one bit. I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, number four, also Bobrovsky. Uh, I was low on him last year. I still get a little bit nervous about the injury concerns. Yeah. But that team should light the lamp quite a bit this year. He should have a lot of goal support. They look one, like one of the deeper teams in the NHL, at least up front. Yeah. The blue line, again, a little bit suspect. But Bobrovsky just might be one of the best goalies in the league. He can overcome that, like you said. Where I have it a little bit different, I have Tuka Rask at five, only ahead of John Gibson because of the durability concerns with Gibson still. And I just think that Boston is just so much better um, than the Ducks. I mean, the Ducks lost Corey Perry today, who's obviously not the same player he was before. Uh, If you missed that, Corey Perry's out for five months. They do have an infusion of young talent up front. Uh, with Troy Terry and Sam Steele. That should help them score goals, but they're also missing Ryan Kessler to start the season. He could miss an extended period Huge of time again. Player, yeah. And yeah, their best defensive forward, Adam Henrique, helps offset that a little bit. Um, they're also without Patrick Eves, who's not, you know, it's not a crazy absence, but he's a it solitary guy. He's not there. Exactly. They're, they're basically missing three players from their middle six, which is going to hurt, depend, you know, all depending yeah. on. I, I feel you. I just I like Gibson that much more than Rask yeah. that I, I think uh, you know it makes up for any little drop. There's probably going to be uh, you know I, I think Rask could finish 10, 15 points uh, with or lower in a save percentage than Gibson and still mm-hmm. end up with the lower goals against average. Just the nature of the two teams. Yeah, like you're, if you look now back at Rask's last um, three seasons, which I think is kind of what you need to be looking at, especially for a veteran goalie. I mean, you can't go back. Five seasons for a guy like Tuka Rask when he was 26 versus when he was 31. Yeah. When he was 26, he posted 930. That's not going to happen anymore. But he's a guy that can safely, over the last three years, he's posted 916. So he can be right around that 915 mark with a, a pretty low goals against average just because of how good Boston is at both ends of the rink. He's going to rack up a shitload of wins. Ton of shutouts. He had a bit of a rough year last year, kind of like Holpe, but they're just so good. Yeah, and I have them at five just for that reason because they can't. Not only are they good defensively, but they're going to score so many goals that he could easily win forty again this year. Uh, Beebs, does your top five differ from ours at all? Just a little bit. Um, it's almost the exact same as yours, Brock, except for I have Tukarask actually at four, um, and that's just because I think that Columbus likes Corpusalo, and I think that they're going to give him at least twenty this year. Um, he's still a young talent, still something that they decided to. I'm pretty sure protect last year from Vegas. Um, 
Not saying that that's going to push Bob. I mean, Bob had a... It's not even about pushing Bob, though. It's just about trying to keep Bob fresh. Exactly, yeah. they know better than anybody that Bob has had durability Yeah, you can't issues, give him right? 65, yeah. But uh, just for me, for Rask, what it is, um, someone by the name of Charlie McAvoy in Boston, I think he's going to take a huge step again. And that guy, is that he's a number one D-man out in Boston. You bring him in with what they already have, and uh, and I think that, well, not bring him in, but bring in, you know, a, a If more, he just step, make, take yeah, a step takes forward. the next step. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, I love the consistency of Rask. Um, as I was kind of saying there, in, in the last five years, I know you mentioned it, he was 26, but in the five years from 26 to 31, he leads the league in shutouts um, and starts. So he's going to get you, he's going to be out there a lot. Yeah. Boston right. has shown that, you know, they will ride him. Um, I think he'll see a slightly less than he had back. in years past. Yeah. I think he's another guy that's going to be raided around yeah, the Halak 60 mark. In, Halak will definitely. Yeah. I mean, but Halak is a... Has yeah, well, he was he was limited to 54 last year because yeah. how strong Anton Kudobin sure played. And Kudobin's save percentage was like north of 925 or yeah. something stupid yeah. high. Um, so I, I think Kalak would have to play, you know, around that caliber to really cut into... I don't know if he's capable of... That's why yeah. I, I always look at it kind of as these guys. There's guys, like the first three that we mentioned, Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, Holpe, those guys are starting 65. Yeah. Lock it in. Bobrovsky, maybe not. Yeah. Injury concerns. Gibson, same thing. Rask, probably a guy that's closer to 60 than 65. Yeah, probably closer so there's to 65. That, 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 exactly. There's a different tier there. Like, it drops off considerably oh, yeah, after yeah. the top three, in my yeah. opinion. Bobrovsky, in terms of a real-world goaltender, is definitely up there. Yeah. But in terms of fantasy, I just think that there's a big difference. There's quite the drop-off there. Um, but, Beebs, continue with your top five. Um, yeah, well, that's about it. That's um, it? As I mentioned, yeah. So, I got Bob at five. That's how I close it out. All right, well, D, you were excited to talk about number six last time with Tuka Raz. <laughs> Might as well go back to him since we, we're on the topic of Tuka right now. Yeah, well, I, I don't think there's really anything more I need to add. Um, I, I guess I'll talk about why I have Gibson higher. Uh, I, I just like Gibson's ceiling that much more. Uh, I, I still think he's only getting better, and we're talking about a guy who's never posted a save percentage lower than 920 in his career. I think if he gets any sort of support whatsoever from the Ducks offense this year, uh, we could be talking about him as the number one fantasy go- uh, goaltender by the end of the season. Uh, and I just don't think Rask has that same potential anymore and the threat of Halak there. Not that he's really a threat, uh, but I think they brought in a capable veteran goaltender like they had to get open the last few years. Uh, it's a statement, like you guys say, they want to keep Rask fresh for the postseason. They've got bigger goals than just making it through the first 82 games. Um, so I just think at the end of the day, Gibson has that much higher of a ceiling. And his rock-solid save percentage, as you've shown, has been consistently above Rask the last few seasons. So I feel fine putting him there, even though Rask has maybe a more solid floor in terms of goals against average and wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got Jonathan Quick at 7. Uh, I went back and forth between Quick and Rask for 6 and 7. I think you, they're pretty much right on the same tier. Uh, I think you can't go wrong with either in this spot. Quick's been one of the more consistent stars in the NHL over the last decade. He proved it once again last season. Uh, you know... The Kings, an average team, but they do do a good job of limiting the shots against still, which normally keeps Quick's goals against average pretty low. Uh, he's never been a guy to, you know, drop a 930 save percentage or anything crazy yeah, like career that. high 929 in uh, 2012. Yeah. Where he that, also was just, had, that was the lockout short season, too. So. No, no, no. He had, uh, he had 69 starts that year. So 2011-12, you mean? 2011-12, yes. Okay. I always just use the, the last year. 2012, though. He had a goals against average of 195. Yeah, that's so just gross. absurd. So yeah. gross. 
But so uh, that, I mean, when you're usually, looking at a team like the Kings of the Bruins that are so good at limiting the shots against, that's the <laughs> upside you get with the goals against average if they do have a good uh, year with the save percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, but Quick, you know, normally in his career is more around like a middling kind of high teens. He had a 921 last year, which is pretty solid for him. Um, he's another guy that should see around 60 to 65 starts. Um, so again, I went back and forth between him and Ras for six and seven. I think once the, my top five guys are off the board, for me, I'm fine with taking either one there. Um, yeah, I think that's a clear second tier. Like, Bobrovsky might be a slightly ahead of them, but, like, Rask, Quick, and Gibson are like, kind of, like, in a in a world of their own there. It's a clear number two, if, number three, if you want to go that far. But yeah. I, I'll, after this top seven, I think it drops off a little bit in terms of the, the peripheral stats you're going to get, the splits. Yeah. You know, in terms of goals against and save percentage. The wins are still going to be there. But these are the guys that can really post – Nice numbers all the way across the board. For sure. Uh, number eight, I got Pekka Rene. Uh, I just think there's, you know, Rene was amazing last year. I just think he's got too many things going against him this season. That 920 save, 927 save percentage came out of nowhere for him. He's 36 years old. Um, Doesn't both Entering well. the last year's contract, well. yeah. too, I think they're going to want him work UC Saros in a little bit Absolutely. more. Absolutely. But at the, end of the time, at the end of the day, too, they're still one of the best teams in hockey. Yeah, it is true. And best blue line in hockey. Yeah, you know, yeah. I you know. I just look at what Rene did the two seasons before last year. He had a nine oh eight in 2015-16, uh, and then a nine eighteen. So the nine twenty seven really did kind of come out of nowhere. He had a nine oh two a few seasons before that. So he's been known to be very inconsistent. Um, so I think if you're banking on the nine twenty seven save percentage you got last year. Uh, you're going to be in for a surprise. That uh, You're just feeding into what I get to talk about later. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I like Saros a lot, and I think the Predators do too. And, you know, they got to look at it as a situation where even if they do still see Rene as their clear-cut number one, with his age, they're really going to want to shorten his workload as they look to make a cup run this season. Um, so I think Saros has got to see at least 30 starts this year. They at least have to figure out what they have in the guy. Um, he's had back-to-back seasons over a 920 save percentage. So with a contract year in Rene, you really want to make sure you can trust Saros to kind of take over as the number one. So he's going to get a good look this year. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think Rene is going to cap out between 30 and 35 wins. Uh, and if I had to guess, I would imagine his save percentage is more around a mediocre 915 than the 927 he put up last season. So that's why I got him at eight. Number nine is Frederick Anderson. Uh, Anderson's just been pretty consistent the last few seasons. He actually was red hot through the first three or four months of last season. Uh, got himself in the Vesna conversation for a while there. Ended up finishing fourth in the voting. But he's been had a 918 save percentage two years in a row, so slightly above average. He played 66 games for the Leafs last year, and that's really why you see him in this spot. The Leafs should be... Really good again this year. They're going to score a lot of goals. Anderson's going to have a ton of support. He's going to face a ton of shots, which is you know where the two eight one goals against average came last year. Um, so that's his, I guess, the main knock on him because he's going to give you a solid save percentage. But playing for the Leafs uh, means he's probably going to have uh, higher goals against average than the you know the quick, uh, the Rask, and even the Rene ahead of him. So that's why I got him at number nine. But uh, like we are talking earlier with the guys at the top of the list, Anderson is just a lock for 65 starts this yep. season. He's only going to not start on back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, that's literally it. He's going to play every other night so long as he's healthy. Uh, so I think he's a really safe pick there at number nine. Um, and I, I think once you know you kind of lose the, the appeal of the, the first five or six, seven guys who kind of have that – Top end potential. Anderson doesn't quite have that, but he's still a really safe pick as your number one fantasy netminder if you do choose to hold off on 
selecting your first goal. I feel like we could have almost just did the show like naming our top four, mm-hmm. and then we could have actually just done five through fifteen because that's easy, where it gets yeah. really yeah. yeah crazy. Yeah, yeah. I got Dubnik at ten. Um, you know, and that's leaving off the likes of. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury, Mark Jones, Jones, Matt Murray. Matt Murray was the one I probably would have had at eleven. Even Jay Gallen um, is probably somewhere near the bubble there. Uh, but I, I just think, you know, like I said, for me, when I'm evaluating a goalie, when I'm trying to project one for what they're going to do for me this season, um, looking at their role, Dominic absolutely locked in for another sixty starts this season on the Wild. Alex DeLock is not going to challenge him for playing time whatsoever. No. And the Wild, they're a good team. They're a strong playoff team, and they do a good job of limiting the shots against. Um, so it should help keep Dubnik with a respectable goals against average. And he's just been so solid with the save percentage. Uh, he's fourth in the NHL in save percentage over the last four seasons. Uh, he's just been so solid. And I, again, I just think it's a really safe pick to have uh, as your number one goalie if you know you wait this long to take one. Um, doesn't have the upside maybe as the guys ahead of him, but he has posted those you know massive 930 mm-hmm. save percentage years before. Um, so it's certainly not you know out of the realm of possibility. No. but I, lo- I I used to be the biggest biggest Dubnik fan like there was like for the last couple of years. I had Dubnik inside my top five every year consistently. I just think that Minnesota is due for a step back this year. I don't know. I don't really like know why. I just think that they're. Mika Koivu's <laughs> getting up there. Eric Stahl's getting up there. Yeah. They still don't trust Nino Niederreiter. I love their blue line, but I just don't know if their forwards can get it done to the same level yeah, as the rest. They just don't seem to be at that. I feel that, but I, the I just, these teams we're talking about are just so much better than they are. I just think they're so deep, not just up front, but on the blue line. I, I honestly think they have one of the best top fours in the league. They got Jonas oh, Godin, yeah. their fourth best defenseman uh, Matt Dumba Jared Spurgeon Ryan Suter it, it honestly doesn't get better than that no uh, well, so does, from a goaltender perspective I, I don't think it does but um, well yeah <laughs> but that's Same you know same. that's yeah <laughs> it does get better but it's very 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 good no I would say I, I honestly think they have a much more balanced top four than the Sharks but obviously when you have Carlson and Burns on one of your top two pairs it changes things up yeah. different changes but, things up we're having a different conversation here but uh, you know, I and I, I do think to your point, guys like Stahl, uh, Parise, and Koivu uh, have been giving getting a, gotten a little overused in recent seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those guys up around 18, 19 minutes a night, um, and I do think they're you know due for some kind of downtick in their production, especially Stahl. Mm-hmm. I just think he's. I'm just saying, like, I don't disagree but, that. But I think the guys like Charlie Coyle, Nino Niederreiter, these are all guys who are. Proven to be capable of handling a larger role than what they've been given so far. Right. So I think any drop off in the other guys' production, uh, if the Wild, if they ever decide to play Nita Ryder more than fourteen minutes well, a night, yeah. Ever. Well, yeah, not for an extended period of time. We yeah. just can't. I'm, I'm no, done. I thought possibly. it was a Mike Yo thing, and then Bruce Rudrow came in and it's just did the exact, exact same. Thing. I don't like it either. It, it's just crazy. He doesn't get on the top power play unit either. But yeah, no, maybe he's just not good. No, uh, he is so good. The guy put up fifty-seven points I two just, years ago, playing fifteen yeah. minutes a night. I like Dubnik so much as like a, and I I drafted him in our. Mock draft as my number one goalie. Him and Bishop as my one-two punch, and I love, I love what he's going to do in a categories league. Yeah, he's going to give you such a good goals against and such a good save percentage. Sprinkle in a ton of shutouts as well. I just don't know if the win potential is there uh, with the guys that we're about to continue to talk about. For me, number six is Jonathan Quick. If you look at Quick's numbers over the last uh, three 
well, four years. He got hurt in 2017. But uh, 919 save percentage, 228 goals against average. Just rock solid. Uh, last year, he had a 16.86 goals saved above average, which is uh, top 10 among the top 10 in the NHL. Uh, I just I think that there's just too much leg bone. You add Ilya Kovalchuk into the mix, they should score more goals this year. Still, you know, maybe not the best, uh, the, the the most wins you're going to see out of any goalie in the league this year. I think he pushes for for 35, but he's going to have some of the best splits in the league. We're talking about similar splits to a, a Dubnik, but with more wins, in my opinion. Uh, number seven, John Gibson. I'm not going to talk about him any more than we already have. I love him. D loves him. Biebs loves him. The Ducks Great are flow. the Ducks are probably the worst team on this list among all these other teams that we're talking about, the goalies they play for, but Gibson's just that the much. The best goalie. He's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's just and that much still better. And they're still like top 15 in the league, right? Right, yeah. So if you, you look at, re- there's been plenty of evidence, you know, in recent years where teams like the Ducks, kind of middling team, just being absolutely carried yeah. by a stud goaltender, and I think Gibson's capable of it. For sure. And like, you're going to be playing, you know, eight games or whatever it is against the Kings this year, who you're going to, you're going to, even if you lose all eight, you're going to lose two to one. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. You're still going to get good numbers out of them. Uh, for me, number eight is where I go a little bit different. I took Martin Jones. Uh, Martin Jones, I don't think he's the greatest goalie in the league, but if you no. look in the last three no. years since he became their starter, 65 starts, 65 starts, and 60 starts. You know what you're getting out of him. His numbers, very average, very pedestrian, 240 goals against and 915 save percentage. Sharks, though, however, are going to be a no, dominant yeah. team this year. Puck's I think, not going to be in there. I man. think that he could Never. score, or he could win forty games. He really could, and I'll take that. I don't care about the two forty and the nine fifteen because he's probably going to put up just as many wins as Frederick Anderson, Mike but with a little bit too. better with a little bit better splits, perhaps. Uh, number nine. Frederick Anderson, very similar goaltenders this year for me. I think Matt Murray can be lumped into this exact same conversation. A guy, but all three of these guys could have two sixty-five goals against averages, yeah. nine fifteen save percentages, and 50, forty wins. Yeah. The, the only the only reason I left Murray off, um, or like the only difference I guess with him and uh, Jones, Anderson, or that type of guy is Murray. You know, being as young as he is and. You know the kind of the durability issues he's had early on really hasn't. He's less proven. proven. He's less proven. Hasn't to proven. Sure. He's not on my top. I think 10 if at he all. gets sixty starts, like absolutely, he'll be on the top ten. I'm just not convinced he'll see it. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot more question marks there than. And they got two the decent backups in Yari and Smith too that can kind of come in and fill. They're not horrible. Uh, yeah. Number nine, for they me, the show to be like as good as Murray. Yeah. Least, right? <laughs> number nine is Pecorine. I think that the Predators. I say it every episode. They're phenomenal. I've always been a big Rene fan. But I'm an even bigger, bigger user, yeah. UC Saros fan. And just the fact that he's coming in the last year of his deal scares me quite a bit. I would probably, if I'm in a daily league, if I am taking Rene, I am 100% investing in Saros. I'm going to have to just reach and make sure that I've got that handcuff. Because if Rene goes down, Saros might be a top five goalie in the NHL. Yeah. For fun. But if Saros goes down. This and Rene is just as good. This yeah. is like the main reason why I pro- I'm not going to draft Rene in any one of my leagues this year. Because mm-hmm. one, I feel like you have to reach on Rene. Unless he drops. He's like the third goalie off the board right now, which is just way too high. Uh, and then you're right. I, I think you need Saros to handcuff him with. And I'm not about to reach for no. two goaltenders. No, definitely not. That That's why I am so comfortable not taking Rene yeah. Yeah. and taking Saros. 
100%. Because you can... I'll take Saros. I don't even give a shit. I'll take Saros as my number two goalie. Don't care. And I'll draft Jimmy Probably Howard later him. and just play the and just play the matchups. James Reimer. Does, exactly. It doesn't matter. Just get another decent guy because he, if... I'll talk more about Saros later. But I still think Rene is worthy of a top 10 selection. But you're right. He is going as like the number three goalie. And that should not be happening. Beeps, 6 through 10. All right. Not much I can say about anyone left. Um, but for me, I got Gibson at six. We love him. Putting him there. Seven. <laughs> Putting him there. <laughs> um, seven, I got Jonathan Quick. I actually had him at eight, but after hearing you guys talk about him, I slid him up my list a little bit. Changing it for you. I just, I, Changing I, Beeps' I, mind. I never show Quick respect, but he definitely deserves it, and uh, I didn't realize how consistent his I have a question for you guys really him. quick. Have you guys ever owned Jonathan Quick in fantasy? No. I don't think I've ever no, owned him either. I, uh, I, I've owned him in an auction league for a couple years in a row where I keep putting him back in, and then I have like the most money to spend, and I just spend like 40 yeah. bucks on him. Yeah. So, so I, you, I, that's you the only reason I have because I, I could afford to overpay for him. I'm known to have bad goalies. So yeah, you, you usually yeah. let them slide a little bit. Yeah, I'm not. I love getting a good goalie. I, I should be the guy that doesn't even draft goalies and just rotates them all, all year round. No, it sucks. <laughs> I know. I don't want to. I love having good goals, but I just, I just honestly, such a headache. I usually get one, yeah. uh, like solid one, and then just worry about the rest of it. I'm in one if I have my Bobrovsky or yeah. my whoever, like, uh, then I can, you know, spot start that second spot. Or I usually, uh, I, in my one league, it's just like a points, like for wins, like it doesn't even count goals against or save percentage, and Quick always just goes so early. I'm like, well, he's not that valuable in yeah. this league, but you guys do what you want. Yeah, those leagues are so hard to tell. Yeah. Um, but if you're playing in one of those leagues, he should so be you need, like, ben Bishop, seventh-ranked goalie. Um, but my eight I have, and uh, also because you guys talked him down, was Pekka Rene for me. Um, I also love Saros. I think he's phenomenal. And at some point, you got to let him spread his wings. Rene's 36. Like, yeah. He's by far the oldest guy exactly. in our Exactly. And honestly, I, I agree with what Brock says. You have to give Saros... Seeing them that, or you have to give them those I said those it. sights, whatever. Um, <laughs> either way, the credit. yeah. No, you're right um, though. I because it's their contract year for Rene. You yeah, need to decide whether they need to overpay. To they keep don't him a owe Rene anything. Well, He's they, they don't after this year, sure. so they can really just <laughs> yeah. yeah, they can let him go. So why not give Saros more starts down the stretch? The crazy like, thing if, is, if they locked Saros up for just like the cheapest starting goalie contract ever. Like they're they're wizards out there. Also, Rene sucked in the playoffs. He had a 908 save percentage. He looked like the Rene for the last three years. Before. And I think they're going to realize that and maybe try to play Saros in the, into the playoffs yeah. this year. Because well, you can't have that They definitely know again. how inconsistent You can't almost been, lose right? to the... I, I have Rene really projected for 52 starts and I, and, and Saros like, for 30 yeah. because I can't project Saros for an even split with him. But it could so easily, easily happen. Yeah. Mm. So easily. Week one, if Rene lets him four goals every game, like easily could happen. Yeah. Um, right we do there. we do talk yeah. about this every year though for seemingly the last two years about how it's Saros Saros really getting better. But he, this is the finally the time yeah. because of the contract. Can't wait until next year out. when we just can be like, yeah, Saros. My number one goalie. Yeah. <laughs> I my top ten. I got Saros. <laughs> and then but, um, Saros and then Saros and he's uh, n- number one through ten for me this year. <laughs> number nine for me. Um, someone that you guys both left off, but you talked about him, Matt Murray. Um, what do you guys say about him? Sell us on him. Wins, 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 and, wins, and a little bit more wins. Um, for me, I honestly don't think Casey DeSmith and uh, whatever the hell else. Tristan other, Yari. Tristan Yari. I'm not really too concerned about them taking uh, much time from Murray. I think this is the year that he kind of bounces back to his 930 and 923 that he had in his first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not at that level, but if he can be anywhere around the 920 with the team that's in front of him, they're proven to win, um, proven to give him 
what he needs so that to get to 35 40 wins if he can play yep. 60 starts that's what's going to be the issue for him yeah he's never it. started more yeah. than 47 exactly so if he can get above that which i think he's absolutely capable of um it's another guy who's getting more experience and should be you know kind of in his prime seasons um i see him as mentioned i could see a 920 60 starts 35 wins if I, uh, if I can just interject more. quickly about Murray, I think that what we're going to see out of him is going to be so he could dominate. similar to his career numbers. Yeah. Like I think like if he gets to he's that not going to be as good as he was in 2016-17 as he or as bad as he was last year. So if you look at his career numbers like with both those seasons combined or three seasons combined, 258 goals against average and 917 save percentage. I think he'll be right around there. And on a Pittsburgh team that that scores as many goals as they're going to, that's going to be it's going to be more than enough to win exactly. forty games. Yeah, and they have clearly shown confidence. It's in just him. all about starting. Uh, it's not games. that I don't believe he's good enough. Yeah, I just don't know so if he'll starts. get the starts. Yeah. Like he one, he's to young, hurt. and they've never put in that kind of workload. And yeah, he's gotten hurt. Um, so yeah, I, I just think if you look through like the other guys we talked about, um, they're all pretty much a lock for fifty-five starts, yeah. and most of them for sixty. Uh, but I do think Murray has more upside than a lot of the guys. It's just it's it's so weird because it's goalies like they could easily just be like Whoop, there's my groin yeah. done for the year like yeah. But I mean <laughs> if Murray plays close to the level that we've seen before and he manages to stay healthy and play could be a top five net minor, he did have 55 exactly. starts in the injury. Exactly. Um, so, so I, I think if you get to the point where there's 11, 12 goalies off the board. Um, you can still there. you can roll the dice with Murray, and you might just get away with it because, yeah. like I said, the potential is there, the upside is there, uh, but there's just a lot more question marks than the rest of the guys. I think that we talked about. I do also think, just for me, what excites me too is just his ceiling. I think that he, yeah, that yeah. he is capable of taking that next step yep. into, into those other tiers that we've, we've seen. seen him do, we've seen him do it over yeah. forty stars before. Absolutely. Um, so that's why I like him there. 60. Yeah, exactly. Then number ten, um, I got to show him respect. I wanted to put him higher, but Freddie Anderson. Um, he's a workhorse. He took the most shots on net last year, which doesn't normally bode too well for fantasy numbers. But um, for Freddie, it kind of did. Um, from him, you're going to get a high goals against, and it's going to happen again this year. As we saw, Toronto didn't improve their back end too much in the offseason, um, which is kind of a glaring hole. But You've at the same time... you got eternal pieces. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> bring back Polak for another PTO. Um, no, don't. But uh, no, Dubas won't actually give back on that. No. That's the best part about no. not having Lou here anymore. The thing too, though, with 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 Anderson is that if you look over his career, like even going back to Anaheim, like he's been save percentage wise so consistent. You know, yeah. you're getting Just like slightly above average. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're getting nine eighteen out of him. It's going to be a high goals against because he's going to see yeah. such a high volume of shots, but his save percentage is still going to be. He good. honestly looked like he got tired last year too. Like he was like around a nine twenty five for most of the season, and then kind of around February March he really struggled, yep. and he actually bottomed out to about a nine eighteen. Like I said, yeah. he was in the Vesna conversation mm-hmm. for most of the year. And still I'm was. sure fourth is still. I know, yeah, but I, I mean, it wasn't really like thought to have a chance yeah. to win it. Um, obviously, playing in Toronto, you, you get kind of the yeah. benefit of that. You get a lot more eyes on you, a lot more attention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Beef said he was a workhorse for them last year. He'll be a workhorse again. Yeah. Even yeah. in their uh, in their in the past three years, he's sixth in the league in starts, which is crazy, um, and seventh in wins. So to put him at ten with that type of production, yep, um, with you know maybe like a high potential to nine twenty and to be the seventh best goaltender in wins in the last three years, that's yeah. extremely good. Yeah. Um, I'll take that at a one if I you know if I'm falling yeah. back. Do you re- just, do you reach and grab a Jonathan Quick and Anderson and just be like it's oh, a dirty just, combo? Just lock it down. I got you locking down. Like you you help out your goals against. I don't even know if you reach, wins. just like yeah, chill and let them fall to you, and then just well, make that. I'll event. go over the ADPs for goalies in a minute once you wrap up your top ten here. 
That was it. Oh, that was your ten. Sorry, I thought you said he was yeah. nine. Okay, put the so muffin on top. Here's a here's a way to look at it, I guess. Uh, so here's the the top ten um, in terms of ADP right now. We've got Vasilevsky at one, Holtby at two, Rene at three, Hellebuck at four, Bobrovsky at five, Flurry, who we haven't even talked about at all. Deserves a shout out. What have you done for me lately? Uh, at six, Jonathan Maybe Quick at seven, Tukarask at eight. Freddie Anderson at 9, and Martin Jones at 10. So, Fair. if you were to take Anderson and Quick on your team, right now on average they're going 41st and 46th overall. So, you'd have to grab them. You yeah. could roach at the end of the second or third round. If you, have that, if you have that swing back, yeah. third and fourth, you could, like, you could... Grab two really good guys at the end of the. It's just to me the guy like the skaters that you'd be passing up mm-hmm. at that oh, spot. So I don't know if it's worth. We it. talk about like we're it. talking about the top That's thirty skaters. That... These still point per game guys left on the board at that point. And this is one thing that we always talk about on this podcast, like this episode specifically, is all three of us, especially Beeps, who always ends up with trash boys. All three of us are firm believers in waiting on goaltenders. Yeah. Although because I did win the DFO league last year with my sick ass. Yeah, so. I, ideally I like to yeah. get one of these top ten guys, kind of that solid foundation. Yeah, and then just the skaters are just so much more consistent and reliable that I'm going to invest the early and mid round picks on them, and then I'll try to fill out my goalie situation, you know, a little bit later. Like last year, I took Roberto Longo and James Ryan as my second and third goalie, and it could not have worked out better. Yep. Uh, Panthers were a solid team. Same I got like 40 wins between the two of them. And Luongo had a 929 save percentage last year. It's just insane. And you got to IR him at um, the end of the year and pick up someone else. Yeah, and you can honestly probably do the same thing again this year with Luongo and Reimer. They're going towards yeah. the bottom. The one thing to remember on is that 1, every draft is different, obviously. Like, there could be a run on goalies in the second round in your draft, and you can be pooched. Like, yeah. you're screwed. But, like, for me, too, I, I uh, in our... If you look at that at, point, you're pot committed, and you just load yeah, up on your skating. Exactly. But if you look, even for me... In our DFO mock draft, in the seventh round, at the end of the seventh round, I was the eleventh overall pick. So at the end of the seventh round, I took Bishop, and at the start of the eighth round, I took Dubnik. That was also in and a draft though where goalies went heavy right before that. Yeah, but still, even those guys who some of them, except for Bishop, but Dubnik was ranked in your top, your top, your top ten. Ten. Yeah, and Bishop is right outside in the same conversation with the rest of these guys, just outside the top ten, and they went in the seventh and eighth, and that's a very greasy goaltending combo where you we were already stacked up forwards for the first six rounds so you can still what, we're, what all I'm trying to say is if you, yeah. if you if you wait to the seventh eighth round you can still get a borderline number one maybe a maybe two number ones yeah. depending on how it all shakes out. I personally don't like Bishop because I don't like the stars that much one uh, and Bushup's Bushup Bishop's Bishop. percentage has just you know kind of fluctuated and been really poor the last few seasons uh, but you know he has shown that to have that elite upside before, and I think he has similar upside to Murray. Whereas everything goes right, he could be a top five fantasy netminder. But I just think the chances of that happen uh, don't weigh you know outweigh kind of the, the the floors of the guys above him. We obviously have him as a number two fantasy netminder, but as a high end number two. Yeah, fantasy I'd have netminder. him. I'd have him probably because around. he's another guy playing on a, a Dallas Stars team that should score a shitload of goals. Yeah, I'd have him right around fifteen. 
Like, if you get Dubnik and, and Bishop, you should be okay with 70 yeah, wins. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And decent peripheral stats, especially the way Dubnik has played over yeah. the years. Maybe pick up, like, a Grubauer as your third goalie. Yeah, you know? somebody, or for sure. Definitely pick up a third goalie. Though. But uh, that was our top 10 fantasy hockey netminers. When we get back, we are going to talk about sleepers, busts, and breakouts. No rookies because they don't exist between the pipes. Uh, the closest thing you're going to get to a rookie is like UC Sacos, and he's been around. We've been talking about him for three years. Um, or Alexander Georgiev. We talked yeah, about him. Yeah, but like, who cares? Jack Campbell um, <laughs> in LA. Yeah. So, uh, sleepers, bust, and breakouts after the Blue Stones. See you guys back here in 60 seconds. To it with our sleepers. Dylan, we'll start with you since I know you've got two. So, who's your sleeper? Corey Crawford. Um, you know, it seems kind of funny to talk about him enough. as a sleeper pick because, uh, you know, a year or two ago, I'm sure he would have been firmly. It's even funnier how ends. we realized he's a huge sleeper. We were just talking we were about just, today. We were just talking about goalies today and just we started dropping Staff or uh, Stafford <laughs> Crawford stats and uh, yeah, it just came out. We we're like, wow, he's. Ridiculously good. Just yeah. needs to be healthy. Yeah. yeah. So not uh, Crawford <laughs> has been going as late as the eleventh round in Yahoo Standard Leagues. The nineteenth goalie off the board. Um, oh. it, it's it has everything to do with those vertigo-like symptoms that he was experiencing last year. Uh, seems to be healthy. Right? Yeah. He's working he his way walk. back. Yeah. Working his way back. Yeah. But you, uh, the scary part Just is, of course, this is the same language we got from the Blackhawks all last year. Uh, but there was always a thought that they could have hurried him along, along a little bit if they needed to. But obviously, the Blackhawks they could have hurried him wrong too. It could have been a wrong move. But the Blackhawks, you know, <laughs> were in no position to force you know a franchise goalie like Crawford into that situation, especially with something uh, you know kind of as touchy as vertigo-like symptoms. Um, Scary stuff. Yeah, you know, for a goaltender, you don't want your equilibrium to be set straight. Yeah. <laughs> if I know anything about equilibriums, I it's know, that I know you want it goalie. straight. So he's going as the 19th goalie off the board because there are some obvious question marks. Uh, but since the start of the 2014-15 season, Crawford is second amongst all NHL goalies with a 923 save percentage, trailing only anti-Ranta, if you can believe it. Can't wait to talk about him. <laughs> so Crawford's been incredibly consistent. Uh, he's posted a 917 or better six years in a row, uh, consistently an above-average goaltender. But obviously the vertigo thing has a lot of people scared, and rightly so. Causing him to miss a lot of time last season. He only started 28 games for the Hawks. As he's far- only had a 920 save percentage or a save percentage under 920 twice in the last six years. Yeah, and it was and 917 and 918. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's good. He's so good. He's so consistent. 
Um, and as far as we know, it sounds like he's going to be healthy this season. Uh, but again, we're getting he a lot. He might be of, a late starter. Like he might not be there right day one, yeah. but he's going to be there eventually. Again, and it is a lot of non-committal talk, which is scary considering it's what the same things that we got from the Hawks last season. Um, so there are some question marks. But he produces like a number one fantasy netminder, and he's been taken as the 19th off the board. I think if you can get Crawford as your second or better yet third goalie, you've set yourself up beautifully. Uh, obviously, there's some uncertainty here around his health, so you do want to make sure you, if he's if you're taking him a little bit early, you want to make sure you go out and get at least two other viable options on your roster. Um, but I just think the upside here is so huge for a guy going in the 11th round of leagues. Uh, even though the, the Hawks don't project to be that good this season, uh, I, I still think Crawford is worth the flyer. You're just going to need to get yourself some insurance. Yeah, but you don't even really need insurance because he's going to be like your number three netminder. And uh, at that point, there's just way too much upside. So, uh, Beebs, who's your sleeper? Yeah, um, I had to double check if this was Disney Channel because uh, it's, we got some Corys in the house here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> not bad, eh? Oh, is it bad wait for that wait for that scene here. Um, but I got, I, got, <laughs> I got Corey Schneider as my... Well, uh, it couldn't have been better. ...as my sleeper today. Um, honestly, I, I had to check if I missed something when I was looking at the rankings and the ADP. He's, he's, yeah, his Yahoo ADP is 126, so that's even deeper than... Uh, yeah. He's, he's got, on average, the 26th goalie being drafted. That's so stupid. He played on a playoff team last year. Is that on, across all three leagues? No. I bet you ESPN's non-ranking of him has something Why? to do with it. Why? On ESPN... They forgot to rank him. He's ranked like 906. Well, they he's forgot actually to... being drafted the... High, oh no, sorry. The highest on Yahoo. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then CBS and then yeah. Well, we noticed when we were doing our mock draft. He was drafted. He was ranked nine hundred and eighty-seven because they forgot to project his stats. So, so everything's zero forget. across the board. We so did. he just gets auto ranked as like nine fifty-seven. They did it with Longo. They did it with him. So if you're in ESPN leagues, bookmark those guys because yeah. people are going to forget about them. And they're, they're not probably just sleeping, not they're hibernating at the bottom of the freaking draft. Yeah. yeah. But me and Brock were just going off our top 300 during the draft. Ridiculous. And I was like, yo, wait, did anyone take Schneider? Like, we haven't crossed Typed him off. Typed in, man, just ranked 987. <laughs> right? We're like, right? We're well, we were nervous. Right. We were like, man, is this the right Corey Schneider? And then, like, all of a sudden, his pictures popped up. Like, yeah! Even after that, I was like, projecting for zero. Did we miss something? Uh-huh. Yeah, is he dead? Did That's he why I tweeted out. I'm like, did he die? And he didn't. He did not die. Honestly, even when I was looking at his Yahoo thing today, I was like, did he die? Because that's too high. At one twenty six, and that's his <laughs> most respected platform at one. That's so silly. Mm-hmm. This is a devil scene that's only getting older, getting better. We've seen people like Will Butcher kind of step out. They're going into year two. We got Vatten in there in his second year. Um, Severson's just becoming an absolute beauty, but no one realizes it because no one actually watches the Devils. Uh, we got Heischer getting better. A lot of stuff going right. Will in Butcher, Devilland. our boy. Will Butcher. Got to give him a shout. Will let me down, Butcher, because he <laughs> didn't sign with the Abs. But anyways, uh, this is a guy who had six straight 920 plus seasons prior to last year. Again, did I miss something when no, he went prior 20? two years ago? Okay, last sorry, last two years, my bad. Uh, but last from, two years, from 2011 to 2016, he had a 213 goals a against average and a 926 on percentage. on shit teams. So, um, Red Rocket, he is phenomenal. I think he's a lot better than he's getting the respect for. If you get this guy as your second goalie, I'd be super content with that. Um, if you can get him as your third, sit back and enjoy winning every single goalie category all year. Um, but he just, has posted a nine oh eight over the last two seasons. But I'm I mean, fond of that. I mean, if you 
We're talking about guys who don't call it a comeback. Looked, uh, if, you don't know, I'm just talking off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure he did a lot better once he yeah. came back. Last and Kincaid year. isn't taking shit from him. So. No. Yeah. And, like, we were just surprised when he played, though. He was. I'll give him that. For the first time in, like, four years, though. Yeah, exactly. So, and we've talked about guys booty. who've done it for multiple years that we expect more out of them than guys that haven't. And, can, or sorry, that Schneider's a guy that literally did it for six straight seasons. Yeah. So I'm not going to let two just get in the way of them. I'm definitely not And the Devils them. are a playoff team. I'm not about to yeah. rank them 987. That's a damn sure. <laughs> yeah. But do uh, you have anything else to add on Corey? No. And like the other Corey, um, we're not talking with them anymore. Look for him in your draft because he could be hiding at the bottom. The house. Yeah. Well, get in the draft room about 15 minutes early. Cue that. Schneider right and cue it up just to be safe because Jesus. Just don't sign offline because you'll auto drop. Longo exactly. too. I think there's another first one. Over. Schneider and Longo. Schneider. Schneider ranked 987. Um, for me, my sleeper, if you've been on daily face-off at all in the last month, you've seen this guy plastered all over the place. You haven't. What are you doing? Uh, I also talked to talked about him a ton last year and it actually turned out pretty well. So, uh, Anti Ranta uh, is my Sleeper this year. His ADP is currently... Where the hell did he go? 25th goalie. Uh, one spot ahead of Corey Schneider. Um, he is ranked 210 on ESPN and 170 on Yahoo. We have him ranked much higher than that. Uh, but Ranta wasn't great during his first three months in Arizona. Posted a 287 and goals against average and 912 save percentage. people gave up. Winning just five of his first 20 games. However... After January 1st, Ranta was first in the NHL in goals against average with a 192 save percentage with a 939 while being 13th in wins on a bad Coyotes team. Across the entire season, Ranta was ranked the uh, third best in GAA or third best in goals saved above average, further suggesting that he's one of the best goalies in the NHL. Like Dean mentioned, he's the best has the highest save percentage in the NHL over the last 3 or 4 years. 4 years, correct? Yep. Who done Ranta. <laughs> yeah, four years. Uh, the only reason he isn't ranked... It might be three years, too. Just I think it's both. Yeah. He's just been the good. only reason... He, he's just been amazing. The only reason he isn't ranked among the top ten in fantasy is the team that he's uh, playing behind. The Coyotes, however, should be an improved team uh, from what they were last year, but they still will continue to limit Ranta's win total. However, he should post literally, like like he showed for now, three, maybe four years, uh, some of the best splits in the league. And honestly... I think he gets to 30 this year. Yeah, and when I mentioned John Gibson was the only goalie in the league with three straight seasons uh, with a 920 save percentage, Ranta was the closest to joining him in that company at a 919 so yeah. three years ago. And made up for it with like just a 930 exactly. last year. Yeah. So, so it makes up for it, really. I almost you look dropped at, like the bar just for him. but If you like look at the second half really. of last year, he was legit the best goalie in the league. Still 13th in wins, but if he can just maintain that 13th in wins... Yeah. Or right around there, that's borderline number one fantasy netminder. But then you're talking about a guy who can post the best splits in the league. He's an absolute stud. He's a total steal in every single draft, regardless. He, you can confidently draft this guy as your number two without question. Yep. And right now he's going as a number three, 25th goalie off the board. Yeah. Stupid. Draft him with the utmost confidence. Yeah. I think at this point last year I was talking, telling people to draft Scott Darling. We won't talk about that. Yeah. But Ranta, I'm, I'm booking it. I was it. also, yes. I was also, I think I had Darlene as my favorite. I'm booking it. Ranta, let's full, go. Full, full, full I'm glad I stayed away from Scott. Uh, busts, 
No, I oh, got Rakos? honorable mention. Oh, you're right. That's right. You have two sleepers. My right. Man. Just got to talk about Carter Hutton real quick. I think he absolutely deserves a mention in this he's, category. He's a ranta. Uh, the man led the entire NHL in goals against average and save percentage last season. He takes over for Robin Lehner as the Sabres' uncontested number one. Uh, that's a position Hutton's never held before in his career. He's got a career save percentage of 9.15. Uh, obviously had that massive year last season. So it'll be interesting to see how his play holds up under a full workload. Uh, but the Sabres should be better this year than what they've been in the last few seasons. I don't expect them to be a basement dweller again. I'm not expecting a playoff year by any means, but I think they'll be closer to the 20th team in the league than the 30th. Yeah. Um, or 31st for that matter. So Similar I, to the Coyotes. Yeah, so I, I just think there's a lot of potential upside here. And just where he's going in drafts, you can easily get this guy as your third goalie. And even, even if he doesn't excel all year long, you can just play him in those cupcake matchups and he'll give you some really solid stats. Uh, I just think he's one of the best third goals you can get just looking at the ADPs right now. Yeah, he's going um, 20th on average right now, so he's a low-end number two, but right. you can get him as a number three for right. sure. So I, I, I just think there's some upside here. We saw what he did last year. I'm not expecting him to repeat that uh, under a full season for the Sabres by any means. Um, but I just think there's some potential here for sure, and I thought he was worth a mention. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. He's not a, he's not a guy that just had one good year. Like obviously last year was like exceptional, but the two years prior, I mean a nine eighteen and a nine thirteen aren't brutal. He was he's uh, been trending in the right direction uh, for for a few years. So he, he was the UC Saros back in the day. He played forty games for the Preds in 2013-14 when Rene was just terrible, and we thought he might be the threat to take Rene's job. Yeah, never never happened. But yeah, I I points. like I think Hutton people. He might be one of the guys that I've received the most questions on during the offseason. People aren't really know, don't really know where to put him. And I think he's just a low-end number number two. Like That's the only way to put it. And you can take him as a number three if, you feel, if you're not as confident. And if you do, I think you'll be fine. You'll be yeah. just fine. Like if you take you know, a pretty good – say you take a Dubnik as like a low-end number one, and then later in the draft you get Hutton and Ranta, you're absolutely set. Mm-hmm. 100%. And that is an easy thing to do the way these drafts are falling right now. You yeah. can get all three of those on your team, no problem, and you're locked and loaded. You'll just have to be a little bit smarter about when to start these guys. For sure. You don't want to start Ranta. You're not, you're not throwing Hutton, Hutton out there against, against the Penguins. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, but you uh, should know that by now. Beebs, what about you? Who's your, break, uh, your breakout this year? Yeah, my breakout is... Uh, this was kind of tough because, you know, there's only, as we mentioned, there's only 30 spots. Um... But uh, Jacob or Jakob Markstrom out in Vancouver this year, um, and I'm honestly not even sure if he's gonna break out there because <laughs> he could easily go one two with uh, Mr. Nilsson out there, whose first name I can't think of. Anders, I should have got that workaholics. Regardless, <laughs> uh, Markstrom played 60 games last year, um, and actually he should almost be a sleeper because he's, uh, his ADP is 167 this year. He's not the best goalie. I'll give him that. Um, through 60 games, he had 20. 31st goalie off the board yeah. right now, though. Which is, uh, I, I think he get he sh- deserves a little bit more respect. Vancouver hasn't changed a whole lot from last year, but they are improving as a whole. Um, ben Hutton's kind of stepped into their number one D-man role, Ooh. which is huge. Um, it's ew, but it's also, he is a little bit better than what they had going in Edler last year, I believe. Um, they're still not great there, but they are again improved. So I think he can improve if he can get sixty starts like he did last get more year. Goal, I think we get more goal support. Exactly, more goal support, which can lead to a little bit more wins. Which as a third goalie could be a nice little touch. And he's one of those guys where again, play him, 
in the right matchups. Don't play yeah. him against Pittsburgh. Don't. But play if you draft Denver. him as a, if you draft him as a third, I think he's just fine. And he's exactly. a guy that hasn't been terrible. Yeah, like he's had a, above over the a last nine, ten over the last three seasons, a two seventy goals against and a nine twelve save percentage. Not ideal, but as a number three netminder, that's going to be just fine. Yeah. And I agree. I don't love the Canucks blue line. Um, they really haven't done a whole lot no. to address it. But up front, they look better. I mean, a full season out of Bo Horvat, who we've talked about a lot. They bring in uh, Elias Pettersson, who should be a great number two center. Maybe not People this year, twins, but going, so can back check. Yeah, going forward. And then, I mean, Brandon Sutter has always been a solid two-way guy. Antoine Roussel, solid two-way guy. Get in your face. Then you got Jay Beagle, Jordan who's always been really good in his own end. Tim Schaller, who's, who's proved to be strong in his own end. Jason, I think they got a little bit... I think they got a They're little not, bit better defense. Yeah, those aren't the sexiest names ever. So but I think they got a little bit better defensively up front. I think they'll be a little bit deeper, a tougher team to play against than they were last year. I still don't love their blue line. But, I mean, he's a guy that can for sure, I think, his his career high and wins right now is 23. Yeah. I think he's a guy that can for, for sure improve on, that. improve on that. Get up to 25, maybe a little bit above it, man. with decent numbers. Not anything great. I still think Markstrom yeah. is just okay. Yeah. But I think he can post career bests. Yeah. I believe they also and have definitely provide value though. in the right matches. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and we're talking about a, a maybe not a breakout, but I think a career year yeah. is what you can expect out of him. And yeah, as an as like a low end number three, I think that's a steal. I mean, you, don't, you just as long as you're smart, like we say, like if you have to throw him out there to try to win a matchup on a Sunday, he might be able to pull it yeah. off for you. I more just wanted reason to mention. Uh, Jakob Markstrom, um, but also the thing out there too that kind of scares me is Thatcher Demko's on his way up. Yeah, um, I think he still needs one year. He probably though. does, but at the same time, if they really shart the bed, <laughs> he could work his way into that lineup. Um, I mean, whatever. Yeah. That's a that's the one rookie goalie that you might want to think about drafting in like dynasty leagues. Yeah, Demko. he's Going massive. Going for and Carter Hart actually in, in Philadelphia. Yes. Those are the two that you should definitely be looking at. Carter Hart had like a nine just ridiculous. forty save percentage just last year in junior. Which if you want to go, if you want to go that stupid. route in a dynasty or keeper awesome. league, those are the two guys I would definitely be targeting. Carter Hart almost got emergency last year when they had like their three goalies go yeah. down in a day. Kind of. I just thing. think he's definitely going to be terrible because the Flyers can't ever have a solid number no. one goal. Unless well, they're they Roman check Monica. <laughs> Or if they do, like, Bobrovsky, they just straight yeah. his ass. But I'm not going to talk too long about my breakout. Uh, it's UC Saros. We've talked about him a ton. Uh, he might finally start 30-plus games this year. Final year of uh, Rene's contract. Uh, like we said, just if all if it all falls in the right way for Saros, like we said, could easily be a top-five fantasy netminder. Uh, he had a 10, a, a plus 10 uh, goal saved above average last year. Uh, which showcases his ability as one of the league's best uh, netminders, at, yes. you know, at least while playing behind the Predators. Um, he's obviously a must target in keeper leagues as well because he's going to be a top five netminder next year. Um, so he's a guy in keeper leagues you absolutely should be going after. Uh, and he's a redraft candidate as a, probably a low end number two, but he's one growing pull away from being a top five netminder this year. Uh, so Saros, it's all about chance, and we think that he's going to get this chance that we've said. So. Uh, start off for me. B or uh, D. Uh, likewise, not going to spend too much time on him because we probably spent about 10 minutes already talking about him. Uh, but John Gibson, I, I just think looking at the crop of goalies this year, uh, there's no one more obvious to break out for me than Gibson. A uh, couple more stats that I don't think I've thrown out yet. Yeah, Gibson bang, had bang. the second highest save percentage among goalies last season, but finished 10th in the NHL in wins despite starting 60 games. Uh, an unfair knock on his fantasy value. 
He's been so good in his young year. The big thing for me is that uh, he's gotten an increase in workload year to year, and his numbers have only gotten stronger. Uh, I, I just think he has everything he needs to be the number one ranked fantasy netminder come season's end. The Ducks just need to improve on the 2.82 goals per game last year. Uh, I, I do think the Ducks are going to be better this season. I like that blue line. I think as Brandon Montour starts to come into his own, uh, that blue line really starts to take shape. Ryan Getzlav is still their best player. He missed 26 games last season. Uh, really hurt them when he was out. Um, and then you're looking at guys like Ricardo Kell, Adam Henrique, all quality guys that I think are capable of uh, bringing more to the table than what they have so far for the Ducks. Uh, so really, I, I like the Ducks this season, but I, like I said before, I think Gibson, we could be looking at him as the best fantasy goalie in the league um, and in the Vesna conversation by the end of the year. So I, I just had to talk about him here. I see, I see a Ducks versus something bet in mine and yours future here. You really <laughs> love the Ducks. I uh, I just think he loves Randy. That's what it is. He loves Randy Carl. That's what it all boils down to. I just don't think sweet love. For Randy. They're that much worse than the Kings. Um, and I would have said the same thing about the Sharks before they added Carlson. So. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I, I like I like the Ducks. I just seems I like one of those three California teams always has a down year and it rotates through. Yeah, the Ducks. Uh, but I, I think we really underestimate or you know forget the fact that their best player missed twenty six games last season. Yes, and John Gibson still could be one of the best players in the league. Bust for or uh, bust for you, Beebs. This one was extremely obvious to me. Um, you know, there's Excuse as we me. mentioned, very little choices for a bust. But Henrik Lundqvist currently being drafted at 103 ADP, um, which is uh, extremely high since I'm losing my shit over That's Corey insane. Crawford and Corey Schneider. And yeah, so uh, him going at 103, it, it just boils down to the fact that the Rangers are a terrible team. They honestly have like, like oh. so they have some names they in their lineup this year that are just straight up just like dishes of food. Like, like I see Rangers fans getting excited over Ryan Spooner. Yeah, I, I don't think they have anyone who's going to hit fifty no. points this year. Philip Chittle's their second pair center at the moment right now. What's maybe. a Philip Chittle? Maybe exactly. I actually maybe. don't mind. Generally, he's I don't, be... but I don't want him as my second pair center. No, at nineteen. With he's nine, actually nine playing on the experience. He's playing on the wing a little bit right now, yeah. so it could be he could play with Kevin Hayes. Spooner I jumps think. up. I mean, yeah, they, they love Ryan Spooner. He had a little bit of uh, now. They're just brutal. And we're talking about their forwards. Their D is their that D's, much their worse. Their D is just absolutely correct. I'm just gonna name their six quick: Shea, Shad, Kirk, Smith, Point, Stall, and McQuaid. It's not that great. That's a 26th ranked top D pair, the 27th ranked second pair, and the 31st ranked third pair. How about Mark Stahl still having a job? A eh? bunch of five sixes. Boy, is he bad. Oh, my God. Another thing here, too. Um, oh, yeah. Name, so he's being drafted above <laughs> names like Mike Smith, Corey Crawford, Varlamov, Anti Ranta. Um, <laughs> that's just Dawson. It's already too many. It's yeah. too many. Um, he's 36. Luongo. 36 is old for a goalie, and he's a guy who's been through a lot with this team. Um, he's played a ton. And it looks like he's his trend of steadily declining over the last couple of years is going to continue. Um, he had a nine ten save percentage last year, or sorry, nine fifteen last year, at nine ten the year before. So he did actually improve at five five points, but still, still that still bad. Average. Um, he was just just below a three point oh goals against yeah. average last year, which is just absolutely he had a real terrible. bad year, and they, they got um, worse. And he only had two shoutouts all year, so he didn't help anyone in that category. If you're drafting him at one hundred three, you're taking him for your. Um, for your second goal, yeah, he's, like a, he's, a, he's a low end number two, and right I don't want this guy near my roster. He's borderline three. So, would you rather, if you're drafting right now, would you rather Lundqvist or Varlamov? Varlamov, strictly for wins. Lundqvist or Brian Elliott? Brian Elliott. Lundqvist or Ranta? Anti Ranta, easy. Lundqvist or Luongo? 
Luongo. Luongo. So Lundqvist sucks. Yeah, no, so it's, it, it, he's just so hard to get behind because there's he, nothing he doesn't about him that is the thing. He doesn't. But, but he, his play is not, definitely declining at yeah. this point in his career. He's certainly not. And the Rangers are declining a lot faster than that. Yeah. Speaking, it's just a lot of bad. Fans. And you know, Alexander Georgiev is a capable young goaltender who one, they're going to want to use the workload of the ancient Lundqvist. Um, and two, I think it's another good situation where they really want to know what they have in Georgiev. Um, and the unfortunate thing is Lundqvist has got a huge cap hit. It just makes it so unlikely that he ever gets dealt. Plus, he's got the full no move, I believe, as well. Yep. Um, so he's probably a ranger for life. And life for him means it's another be a five, shitty years. Life for the next five years. Uh, it's going to be tough. Speaking NHL of prison. playing on a team that's declining at a rapid pace, uh, Carey Price is my bust. <laughs> Uh, it's crazy to be talking about Carey Price. That was self-imposed. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's crazy to be talking about Carey Price as a bust. It's crazy that it, we are an hour and 23 minutes into... Uh, sorry, an hour and three minutes just into a goalie's episode. Yeah. Into a goalie's episode of just mentioned Carey Price now. Carey. But uh, his ADP is 80, 88.7. Actually, it's bumped up to 81 now. Um, 15th goalie off the board. Ahead of Talbot, Jake Allen, Mike Smith, Crawford, Ranta, all the boys. Uh, Duh, boys. Let's give Price a little bit of respect here. Through his first 10 years of his career, that's exactly 500 starts. He was the best goal in the league. Price posted a 54 winning percentage, 54, which pretty is, impressive. Which is 35 wins over 60 starts, a 240 goals against average, and a 920 save percentage. Rock solid. Price, though, however, has run into injury issues over the two of the last three years and is coming off the worst season of his career. A 311 goals against average and a 900 save percentage. To make matters worse, the Canadians have absolutely dismantled the roster and look like one of the worst teams in the NHL this season. They, brutal. they don't uh, during, have a center. No, they, yeah, they're not a single center on the whole roster. Uh, durability issues, decreasing performance, and a bad team uh, has Price trending downwards. He had a minus 17.5 goals saved above average last year. Uh, that's a clear sign of Price's struggles, not just last, well, mostly just last year, and should obviously make fantasy owners nervous this fall. Uh, obviously, they're not because he's still being drafted inside the top 80. Um, so stupid. Like I said, ahead of Talbot, Allen, Mike Smith, don't like him ahead of any of those three. Not that I love any of those three. That just says how much I really don't want Price on my roster this year. Yeah. Um, all three of those guys have just strong hold, obviously, on the starting job as Price because I don't think Antti Niemi is coming for a starting job anytime soon because he's trash as well. <laughs> Still um, trying to but none of those him. guys come with injury <laughs> concerns. Additionally, the Oilers, Blues, and Flames all project to be significantly better than the Habs this year. A once world-class netminder is now falling out of favor in fantasy hockey. That's all I gotta say. I mean, I feel bad to just torch sucks, man. torch him because I loved him. Honestly, years, I'm mad traded. at the fantasy players across the board for making us do it. You yeah. guys should know Stop that Carey Price should not be a top ten goalie this year. No. His personal struggles set aside, the Canadians are going to be absolutely terrible. This guy having a good season is the only thing that would keep them out of the basement of the league, and that could he very much post happen. a nine thirty save percentage for them not to be a bottom five. And if he does post a nine thirty, they're going to be anti random numbers. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. going to be low. Uh, and you, you know, can get low end goal, mid twenty wins. Goal. You can get anti random ninety five picks late. Yeah, exactly. That's so many good forwards before. Oh. Yeah. So oh, boo oops. on you guys for making a shit on Carey yeah, Price. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, I will happily shit on Peck once more before the show's over. Poor Pekka. Re- Re- is my bust uh, again 
try to wrap it up here quick because we've obviously already talked about Nashville's goalie situation a lot on this show. Yeah. Uh, but Rene is by far the most obvious bust uh, among goalies. Obviously, I, I still think he's a serviceable netminder. Uh, I had him ranked in my top 10. I had him ranked 8. Uh, but he's going as the third goaltender off the board. Average draft position of 24.7. That's the end of the second round. That's just insane. You want to minimize your risk taking in the early rounds of a draft to give yourself a chance to polish off your roster as the season unfolds. Uh, and this is just a pick that is riddled with risk. Uh, just riddled with Just risk. riddled with it. I mean, he was so good last year. You can't deny that. Uh, but like we talked about it, the contract, everything else, Sars is going to see around 30 starts this season. Uh, and Renee's play has been so inconsistent from year to year. Uh, I, he's 36 years old. I, I just think you can do so, so much better with your second round pick than an aging goaltender that's set to receive around 50 starts this season. Uh, and yeah, there's a, seven or eight goalies that I would take before him. And yeah, there's just nothing but downside to this pick. Okay, really quick. There's three guys we haven't talked about, or four guys we haven't really talked about on this show. So I just want you guys to... Can I guess them? I just want you guys to give me, uh, rank them one through four on your personal preference. They're probably all like 12 to 15. Cam Talbot, Jake Allen, Mike Smith, Semyon Varlamov, Beavs, we'll start with you. Again, Talbot, Allen, Smith, Varlamov, one through four. Talbot, Allen, Smith, Varlamov. Just keeping in that order? Okay. Yeah. Beebs or D, what about you? Allen, Smith, Talbot, Varlamov. Talbot's the worst one of those three who's going to see 60 starts. Yeah, that's what. Uh, Varlamov might be the best out of all of them, but he can't stay healthy. Plus, Gruber's there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Allen's by far the best pick there. Uh, He's never wowed us, but he's actually pretty consistent with a mediocre save percentage right around 9, 12, Yeah, actually, I'd probably bump Allen And the Blues limit shot so much, that's literally all they need. Uh, he's going to give you a good goals against average, and he's probably going to get about 35 wins because the Blues are going to be good. And like I said, he's going to start 60 games. But I think Cam Talbot is a pretty bad goaltender who can't be trusted to be anything more than your third goalie because maybe he surprised you and had a random yeah, He does what he did the year before. He's going to be busted was... for sure, but he's coming off a bad year. But yeah. he is still being drafted right behind Carey Price. For me, same order, Alan Smith, Talbot, Varlamov. Varlamov makes me nervous. Actually, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to go <laughs> Alan Smith, Varlamov, Talbot. Jeez. Um, you have Smith with Weber Var- there. The Oilers are just so bad defensively, man. Like, Connor Razzie. can't do it all. And, I like, Talbot just hasn't really proven to be able to, no. you know, and they're, make they're, up their blue line's still bad. Yeah. But, anyways, that was the goalies episode. Right, I yeah, hope you guys so enjoyed cool. all of our positional previews. Uh, we'll probably be back with at least one more episode before the regular season starts. And after that, it's going to be wave wire pickups <laughs> by Los Alamos. All the juice, the good shit to make sure that you guys win your fantasy league. If you're drafting this weekend, this will be the last episode you hear. But good luck with your drafts. Draft smart. Listen to what we have to say because we're normally right. Should I say that? Yeah, I'd say we're normally We're right, right more than we're wrong. I like it. Which is why we're Which still is, doing this four years yeah, later. We're, hit, we're hitting above 300%. Yeah. So that's, if we, <laughs> baseball, we can count on one hand like the big misses that we've had. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Very and most of them came in our first year of time. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Grabber. So just don't listen to the first season. <laughs> I'm Brock Stegan from Michael B's Body and Dylan D. Berthew. Enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here next week. Let's get this thing started. Peace. Broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I die. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision narrows. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Sing
on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.